Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. But we won't be here when it does happen because I believe we do not have an appointment, as we're going to read, an appointment with wrath, the wrath of God. And that's what we're going to look at here today. If you can please stand with me, and I'm just going to read these few verses out of 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 7 through 11. Verse 7. Paul the Apostle, writing to new believers there in Thessalonica, says, For those who sleep, sleep at... Can we say that together? Night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us... Don't miss that word. I circled that word. Let us. But let us, who are of the day, be... What? Sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to what? Wrath. But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him, therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Lord, we pray over these few verses. Pray for application, understanding, truth, you said you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Please give us understanding of your truth that comes from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated. Thank you. So just as way of reminder, Paul the Apostle, again, he's writing to new believers in Thessalonica. He started the church. He had to leave, as we've talked about already. In chapter 4 and 5, we've been looking at end time stuff. We've been looking at the rapture, the day of the Lord, tribulation time. We've been looking at details of what's going to happen at the rapture, that we're going to be changed, that we'll have a glorified body. The people that come back that already went before us, uh, they're going to be changed. They're going to have a glorified body. We looked at all these things. We've been looking at a lot of end time stuff. I love, I don't know about you, but I love talking about this stuff. And I have no fear of it. Why? Because I know I'm just going to be here to see these things begin to happen. But we're not going to be here. So uh, again, we're going to look at that a little closer. The text that we looked at, I want to dive right into it because I believe it's important that we understand this text. So again, it says, for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day, be sober, put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of our salvation. I believe what we see here is a contrast. The reason why I highlighted those in us, because uh, those are those that sleep, and those are the ones that get drunk, and we're not to be those that are doing that. Uh, sleep, as we looked at last week, if you remember, spiritually speaking, it means those that are indifferent or dead to the things of the Lord. They're indifferent to those things. They're, they're, they're sleeping. They're dead. They're, they have no clue spiritually what's really taking place, okay? So uh, they get drunk. They, they're under the influence of something other than the Holy Spirit, not us. We're to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The, uh, we're not to be intoxicated with the things of this world. And that, that can come in different packages. It's not just alcohol. You can be intoxicated and under the influence of something else. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's whatever it is. What's controlling your life? And then, so we're, that's not us. We're not to be under those influences. We're to be sober, awake, alert. We'll look at that. We'll look back at that word again in a minute. But I want to point out that we're not to be intoxicated, drunk like they are. A while back, a few years ago, friends of ours, they, 
they called us up and they had uh, a gift certificate for an Irish uh, restaurant. Actually, it's an Irish pub, but it's an Irish restaurant. And so they said, do you want to go with us? And it was a gift. They, they, they've had it for 10 years, they said. It was a, gift, a wedding gift that someone gave them. They said, you've never been to the restaurant. I don't know anything about it. Do you guys want to go with us? We said, sure, let's go. So we went to the restaurant. We sat down. Check this out. So we've never been to this place before. We sat down uh, quite a ways from, from here. So a lady gets out of her chair, and she comes right up to me, and she goes, Pastor Joe. I go, hi. She goes, do you remember me? And I says, you look familiar. She says, well, you baptized me and my husband three years ago. And I was like, yeah, you, yeah, you look really familiar. And she says, well, we, we moved out of the area, so we're not going to church there and not going to church at all right now. So I was like, oh, no. And she says, but I need to tell you something. She says, when you guys walked in the door, I was sitting in the corner. I says, yeah, I noticed, you know, because I did notice. And she says, well, we ordered drinks. And when you came by, they were setting our drinks on the table. And I had to look at you while they handed me my drink. <laughs> I said, yeah. And she said, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. God's been dealing with me with this for some time. And she said, I sent him back and we're drinking water and I wanted to let you know and then she started crying and can you please pray for us we haven't been in church and we're we're not doing too good and and so it was a God thing it was a just God showing up and we're not to be like the world we're not to be drunk no matter with alcohol whatever it is we're not to be drunk with intoxicated with the things of this world be it again alcohol drugs sex whatever i don't know you fill in the blank wherever your your intoxication comes from whatever controls your life whatever influences you in a way if it's not the holy spirit we're not to be those people but it was great though so just the rest of the story if i can so after we ate we went to our friends went to use the the certificate gift certificate and it didn't work so so we split the bill we started to pay and so the lady the waitress comes back says no you know the lady that was at your table she already paid for everything and your tip you don't have to worry about it and i was like oh that was so sweet that was great but again my point is those who get drunk at night those those who sleep spiritually. We're not those people. We're not to be those people. It's a reminder for us not to be those people. But we're to be sober. Remember last week we looked at this word, to be sober-minded. It means to be, have self-control. That's, this is us. This is what we're to do. We're to have that sober mind. We're to be, have self-control. We're to show uh, sound judgment in all things. We're not to be drunk, with, with, be it alcohol or other things. We're to be free from the influence of intoxicants. But this part here really spoke to me last week, to be calm and collective in what? Spirit. So I don't know if you noticed, we had most of our trees trimmed out front, the palm trees. Do you notice that we, we wanted to do it ourselves to save the church a lot of money, which we did. And so we rented a 60-foot lift to, because these trees are high, we, the 40-footer wouldn't work, so we got a 60-foot. And so uh, Bob from our church, Bob Walstein, who does a lot of work around here, who's other guys, all John's here, and, and Jeff, and I, I don't want to, Ed, and I better stop now. There's a lot of people that help us out. Sorry if I didn't mention your name, but... But so it was a blessing. So we, he's out there cutting. There's, there's branches all over the property, if you can imagine, barks all over the property. And so we ordered the two dumpsters, large dumpsters, to have them put into the dumpsters. Well, the dumpsters never showed up. 
And now it's getting later and later and everything's laying out and it was just a mess. And so I thought of this because I was kind of concerned, you know, and I thought, no, be calm and, you know, be collective, be collective in spirit, just, just relax. And so we kept trying to fix the problem and we thought, okay, so Brenda canceled the dumpsters because we needed them. So then we thought, someone told us that someone can do it for X amount of dollars and they can pick everything up and take it away. And, and so then I said, then that I came, I, was, I left and came back and they says, well, it's like seven or eight hundred dollars. I'm like seven or eight hundred. We're trying to save money, seven or eight hundred dollars, and and so I wasn't too happy with that. So we went out and met the guys out in the parking lot, and I'm saying, can you do it for less? They're like, no, no, it costs a lot. We get you know dumpster charge, all this stuff, and so he says, well, hold off, because we had someone else coming. So they left, and then the next guy pulls up. He says two thousand. <laughs> and I go, whoa. So I said, call the other guy. Call him. <laughs> So listen to this. So they listen. He calls the other guy back, and the guy says, "No, no, 800 per load. There's three loads. That's 2,400 dollars." And I'm like, "It's not getting better. It's getting worse." And I, this verse kept speaking to me: "Just be calm and collected in spirit, and just relax. It's okay." So finally, Brenda was able to, because when we canceled it, they said, forget it, you can't have them come out today. So then she, she got back on the phone. So we finally got uh, four dumpsters out here. And so we were able to get most of it off of the property. And then we were able to get somebody else come out. And it saved the church a lot of money. We were able to get things under control. There was a little bit there. It didn't cost us as much money. And it's just, but my point is, there will be things that will stir us up in this world. where we're to trust God. And again, I mentioned this last week, but it's worth mentioning again. When we worry, when we panic, we cannot make good decisions. And it's a battle. It was for me too, with all these things going on. When it went, the price was there and it kept going up. I'm like, ah! But I personally just kept praying and kept seeking the Lord. And it, it ended up being some ministry opportunities for the guys that were coming out. We got to pray with one of the guys. And they're like, okay, God, you've got a better plan. And it's just, all we need to do is trust you and do our best. Amen? to have that sober mind, to be sober. But also in, our, in this verse, before we get into the, into the next verse, <clears throat> next few verses, we're also, to, the application is to put on the breastplate of faith and love as a helmet, the hope of our salvation, a helmet, our breastplate. So we have these three, and, and throughout the scripture we see these three, and I'm gonna put them up on the screen because these three are so important. Faith, hope, love, faith, hope, love. Walk by faith and not by sight, meaning trust God, not just for salvation, have faith in him for salvation, but every day trusting the Lord. Hope of our salvation, hope that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. When you realize that, you know how freeing it was for me to realize that when I gave my life to Christ, wait a second, so by grace you're saved through faith? Wait a second, really? Grace is favor, unmerited favor, unearned favor. That's how we're saved. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works, nothing you can do, except believe and receive them into your life. And that is so freeing and that helps. So th these two are so important. You know, I've met people over the years where they're just, they, they believe that they're losing their salvation all the time. Matter of fact, when I was at Calvary Costa Mesa under Chuck Smith, uh, a lady used to come up every Sunday, Pastor, can you pray for me? I don't know if I'm saved. I was like, well, uh, well, it's been two years now and we've been praying about this for two years. I know, but I said something I shouldn't have said. I'm like, no, you're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. 
I know, I know, but can you please pray for me? Do you get it? Yes, I get it. You understand? Yeah. How do, is it? Yeah, much better. Thank you, Pastor. The next Sunday, she came back down again. Love. We love him because he first loved us. God is love. And he pours out his love in our hearts. And we're to have a loving relationship with him. And we're to allow his love to be poured into us that people could experience a loving God. Amen? Paul the Apostle, remember the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, it says, and now abide faith, hope, what? Love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So important. Let's get back to our text. For God did not appoint us to what? Notice this us again. Through this whole chapter, you see them, those, but then us, we, us. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. So we're not appointed to wrath. Why? Because we're saved. We're saved from the wrath to come. We're saved from hell. We're saved from sin. We're saved from the wrath to come. He is not. When, when God has his appointment book, because there must be an appointment for the wrath, your name's not in there if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. When he opens up that appointment book, he says, oh yeah, wrath, okay. Church. Believers in Jesus. No, not, not in my, it's not in his appointment book. He has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. Hopefully you've obtained salvation through Jesus Christ who died for us. He died for our sins. That whether we wake or sleep, I, I believe it means whether we live or die, in context, we should live together with him. No matter if we live or die, let's live together. We're gonna live together with him. But I, I wanna point out when it talks to, we don't have appointment with wrath. The time of tribulation we looked at uh, last week, we looked at it, it's the, uh, the day of the Lord or the time of Jacob's trouble, but it's also known, the time of tribulation, seven years of tribulation is also known as the great day of God's wrath. And you might think, well, are you sure, pastor? Is it called God's? Because if that's what it is, if it's really the time of it, the Bible says that the tribulation period is the, time, the great day of God's wrath, then that means this, this fits perfectly. Yes, it does. And so I want to show you that at the beginning of the tribulation period, we looked at this in Revelation chapter 6. Uh, this is after the sixth seal. The, the, the beginning of the tribulation period are the, sixth, uh, the, the seven seals, okay? This is after the sixth seal. After the sixth seal is open, there was a great earthquake on the earth. The, the sun was darkened. The moon was darkened. Meteors will fall. Can you imagine that? Meteors fall from the sky into the earth. Thank you, Lord, we're not here, right? But listen, this is my point. The beginning of the time when these meteors are falling from the, the sky, then it says, and the kings of the earth and the men, great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave, every free man hid themselves in the what? Caves and in the rocks of the mountain. So imagine this. These things are falling. They're like, get us out of here. They're, pushed, they're falling. So they're hiding themselves, right? You guys know this already. And said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. Who sits on the throne? Jesus and God. They both sit on the throne. But this is God because it says, and from the wrath of the Lamb. But listen to this. Wait. Don't miss this. The tribulation just started. These are the sealed judgments that start off the tribulation period. The first one brings the Antichrist. Remember? He has the bow, right? So it says, for the great day of his what? Has what? 
the great day of his wrath has come. The tribulation period, it's called the great day of his wrath has come. And he says, and who is able to stand? Then you might say, well, pastor, okay, so it starts with that, but does it mean the whole thing? And well, it says the great day. I believe that means all the way through. But do we see that it's called the, the time of wrath at the end? Well, what's at the end? Does anybody know what judgments are the end? Judgments, the bull judgments, right? So we got the bull judgments. So do we see it at the bull judgments? Then it said, I saw another sign in heaven. Great and marvelous. Seven angels having the seven last plagues. These are the bull judgments. For in them the, the wrath of God is completed. The great day of the wrath has started. The last seven bull judgments, it's completed. That time is considered the great day of God's wrath. We are not, as a believer in Jesus Christ, we are not appointed to that wrath. The Old Testament, Isaiah the prophet talks about this time. If you've never seen these two verses before regarding the time of tribulation, you do not want to make a note. If you're a note taker, this is a great note to take. Isaiah 26, 20. It says, come my people, that's us, we're his people, enter your chambers. I believe that's in heaven. And shut the door behind you. Remember when the rapture happens, that says there's a door that opens up in heaven? And he says, come up here. So the rapture happens, it says, come up here. The door's open, come up here. Well, I was saying, well, um, shut the door behind you. You're up here now, shut the door behind you. Hide yourselves, as it were, for a little moment until the, what? Indignation, Indignation is passed. You might say, well, pastor, well, do we have any more evidence that that's the time of tribulation? Thank you for asking these great questions, by the way. <laughs> for behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the, for there the earth will be, well, excuse me, the earth also will also disclose her blood. That could be the Battle of Armageddon there. But he's punishing the whole earth. And he says, you guys, come up here, hide yourself with me until I'm done with the punishment that's going on on the earth. Righteous are his judgments. I remember when my, we had six kids at one time in our family, but I would remember when my dad came home and you know, he would discipline someone and he'd say they would go into the room and they'd shut the door. I'm like, oh no. I would start crying because I know what's happening on the other side of that door. It wasn't good. They're getting punished. This will be different, I believe. This will be the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to hang out with Jesus and we're going to realize, God, righteous are your judgments that are going on right now. These people are wicked. These people are evil. And now... Your time to judge them has come, for I will no more cover her slain. I believe it's very possible we're close to this time of tribulation. Interesting stuff. Well, look at this. New Jersey warns residents of what? Nuclear emergency. Then you've got this. China and Russia terrifying plans to start a what? A new world order. As they're coming together, these two are meeting together. They're talking about a whole new world order. And then you've got, and just so you know, um, Russia is talked about in end times. You guys know that. We've been talking a lot about this. So is Iran and, and others, but we're not mentioned in end times. We're not even there. So what's what this? The Nord Stream sabotage will permanently shift global trade, the analyst says. Listen to this. It says, the damage of the Nord Stream is important and symbolic and will also likely usher in a new global economic world order. This is front page news, guys, the things that are happening. Okay, then you get this. Russia lawmakers threatens, oh, listen to this. This is uh, on their television. They're saying that Putin could destroy the entire U.S. East Coast with two missiles. Do you ever see this? 
So I read the article. So this says it, because I, in my mind, I'm kind of like thinking through things. I'm thinking like, well, one missile might take out like Los Angeles and one missile might take out another big city. Um, so if this is true, what they're boasting, they're saying that we can take out, if you read the rest of this, we can take the West Coast out with two missiles, hypersonic missiles that nobody can stop. And we can take out the East Coast with two missiles that nobody can stop. That's what they're threatening. Will it happen? I don't know. But to me, the big question is, are you ready to go to be with the Lord? And then what about this? You guys, how many saw this? U.S. government just purchased $290 million worth of anti-radiation pills. What do we need those for? Ed Heinsohn, you guys know this. He went to be with the Lord, but he said, Bible prophecy is not to scare us, but to prepare us. If I did not know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, I would be kind of scared right now. But I don't fear death. I don't fear any of these things. And I know that if I was in the world, I'd think everything's out of control, right? Because I know Jesus, I know everything's falling right into place. Why? Because God sits on the throne, he's in control, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. There will be on Armageddon. There will be seven years of tribulation where half the world, listen, half the world population will be wiped out. And you might say, well, pastor, why are you talking about these things? Well, tell me this. If you went to a doctor and you had uh, cancer, real bad cancer, and the doctor, you go to him and he tells you, oh, everything looks good. Go home. Be well. He'd be a quack, right? You want to hear what's wrong. You go to the doctor, you go to another doctor, say, well, let me tell you this. You've got cancer. It's really bad. Uh, We can do surgery, a little bit of chemo. We've seen this happen. We can probably take care of that for you. It's like, I like, I want doctor number two, not doctor number one. The Bible tells us what will happen, not to scare us, but to prepare us. Time of tribulation, I believe, could come at any time. I truly believe that. Biblically speaking, these are just a few things here. Uh, Wars and rumors of wars. Oh, we've always had that, but not to this level. When's the last time you heard a president of the United States talking about being nuked and we're going to, and when have you ever saw that we're buying uh, almost $300 million worth of uh, anti-radiation pills? I'm not afraid. Why? Because if this happens, I know that means that as a believer in Jesus Christ, it's very, very possible the rapture is at any time. Amen? Last verse we're going to look at. Therefore, comfort. Listen to this. Okay, all this stuff that we just saw, and then listen to this. This is why I believe that for sure the rapture is happening before all the devastation comes. Because right in the midst of all the things that he's talking about, end times, devastation is going to hit, he says, therefore, comfort each other and edify, which means encourage one another, just as you also are doing. So encourage each other. Why? Because, listen, it's real bad, but we're going. We're not appointed to the wrath. God's wrath will come upon this world, and it will strike those that are evil, those that are wicked, those that reject him. But we don't have to worry. We can be comforted. The rapture of the church is a very comforting doctrine. If you told me, um, Pastor, I believe that the rapture happens in the middle of the tribulation period, I would say, that's not comforting for me because I've read what happens during the first three and a half years. What about some believe that it's going to happen like at the end of the tribulation period? How comforting is that? What is it, like a bungee cord? We go up and then come back down? I don't understand that. I really don't. Do you think God's going to beat up his bride? Because that's what wrath is. No. So short, sweet, simple message. 
clear evidence of a pre-tribulation rapture. I believe what we just looked at is very clear evidence that we will be taken up in a cloud with the Lord to be with the Lord in the air before the great tribulation period takes place. But we, I believe right now, we're seeing these things begin to happen. So what are we called to do? Look up. Why? Because our redemption is drawing near. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.